broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia. It's time for Kid Biz Radio. Kid Biz Radio creates conversations about the power of entrepreneurship and the positive impact that journey can have on kids. For more information, go to kidbizexpo.com. Now, here's your hosts. Hi, welcome to Kid Biz Radio. I'm Layla. And I'm Austin. And today we have an amazing guest with us in the studio, Stone with Radio X. Hi, Stone. Thanks for being with us here today. Can you tell us about yourself and your business? Well, sure. How long do you have? (laughs) Uh, So the business is called Business Radio X. We have a network. We're the Business Radio X network. And our tagline and our mission is to amplify the voice of business. And so we invest a great deal of our energy in just capturing stories. There's so many people out there doing such marvelous work. And candidly, traditional media is not always knocking down their door to give them a chance to share their story. So my business partner, Lee Cantor, and I, we wanted to build a safe place where they're not going to get, you know, grilled about last year's taxes. And we're not trying to, we're not investigative reporters. We just want to give them a platform to talk about the work that they're doing for the, you know, for their market, their, the profession and the community. So day in, day out in uh, 18 other rooms like this around the country, there's 19 studio partners who run these Business Radio X studios, and every day they're interviewing business people, small business people, large bus- you know, people from larger businesses, and we just capture a ton of stories and try to get them out there so that uh, they can get the word out. Did you say the country? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well. <laughs> well, and we actually, uh, we do some work internationally, but we don't have a, an official studio partner on the other side of the pond just yet, but uh, I'm working on it. That's my day job. My business partner, Lee Cantor, and I, we own the Business Radio X network. And so my day job is to to find and to try to support people who are running studios like this one. And then when Holly and I moved to Woodstock a couple of years ago, it's been right at two years now, uh, I decided to open this studio. So uh, when I have that hat on, I'm a studio partner and I run the local studio. And so we try to, we try to uh, profile all the local businesses uh, here in Cherokee County and surrounding areas. And not just the businesses, though. We also, we like to have nonprofits come in. And we want to live into that mission of supporting and celebrating the the community in general. So we'll have local elected officials and leaders here. You know, we've had the mayor here. So we like to, we, that's what we did. Beats the heck out of working, man. We love it. Okay, so... How did you get started doing all of this? Did you just like wake up one day and decided that you were going to conquer there the world? Multiple or? events lead up to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a little bit of a circuitous path. I, I guess uh, my previous life, I worked in the training and consulting world. Mm-hmm. I worked for for mostly change management consulting firms. And when I left the last one, I went out on my own and I started doing keynote work. So I was out speaking on organizational and individual speed. And so uh, I self-published a book, and I, uh, I don't know how you guys would be about it, but I know that both of you will write a book. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Maybe you'll write one together as well. Maybe. You'll probably write to. several. Uh, but, you know, I would have talked to the high school newspaper. I'll talk to anybody let me talk to them about the book, right? And so I uh, made the rounds and went on uh, a, a number of uh, radio shows. Back then, there wasn't really podcasting and digital radio. 
so much. So I went on the more traditional kind of local FM radio shows and, uh, it, it was, it was fun and it helped me get the word out about my work, but it wasn't like this kind of a radio show where we're just having a real conversation. It was a, it was a little more superficial. It was very highly programmed. More formal. Yes. And you, mm-hmm. and, and you, you had to break for commercial and you had to have your little three bullet points ready. Yeah. And that one joke, you know, that you mm-hmm. always knew would land. And so it was fine. Cause I still knew I could, I could use the fact that I'd been on the show to promote the work. And so it was good from a credibility authority standpoint. We didn't call it content marketing back then, but I, I guess that's what I would do with it. Right. I'd turn around yeah. and I'd share it with the people who were important to me, but it was, I guess superficial is the right word. It was very programmatic mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then I got invited to uh, a show called Atlanta Business Radio. We weren't a network back then. And my business partner, he's been a business partner of mine for 20 years now. Uh, he already had this thing going. And it was it was such a different experience, right? Uh, we talked about me and the work and the why behind the work and other aspects of my life. It was just a real conversation. We had a couple of other business people in the room. And I got to meet them. I got to really learn about them. It, it was a it was a cohesive show, but everybody had their own segment, mm-hmm. and so I could just sit back and really listen to them. And and again, those segments were they were real, they were authentic. You got to you got to hear about the person and the and the work. So um, so I was a guest, and I really enjoyed the experience. But I was kind of a sales and marketing guy for my whole career, and uh, I couldn't figure out how this guy was making money, right? Because mm-hmm. he didn't charge me to be on the show and he wasn't running any commercials. Oh. And so I'm scratching my head. And so I did like like so many of our guests do. You guys have experienced this. They really appreciate being on the show for all mm-hmm. those reasons I described. Uh, and they're like, well, what can I do for you? So my first question was, hey, this is great. Thank you so much. This is head and shoulders above all of my other experiences you know, what can I do for you? And then my next question, I, and, and I waited till the other guests left. I said, <laughs> you got to tell me, how are you making money? And he shared the business model with me then. And it's still the core business model for all of our studio partners. And for my studio here, we have, we have other revenue streams now and a lot of different ways to help people and make money than we did 20 years ago. But the core business model, this guy had like a half a dozen clients High ticket B two B business to business sales like a a financial services person an IT managed services person a patent attorney he had a like a home healthcare franchise but all of these people were far less concerned with well I don't even know if you had Facebook back then but they, they weren't really trying to get a whole bunch of anonymous eyes and ears hearing them and then hoping they called them or you know or went to their website they just needed to build real relationships, you know, with, with people who were important to them, people who might write them checks or people who might tee them up with other people, you know, like be uh, referral partners and, and, and get them and open some doors for them that might not have previously been, uh, uh, been open for them. And so, and in, in doing, so I, I really got enamored with that business model and it clicked for me. So, I, uh, I I wrote a check and I became a client. So I had my own show. It was called the High Velocity Radio Show because my the frame for all of my work was personal and organizational speed, right? So we did that show. It did exactly what he said it would do. 
it uh, it still helped with the credibility and the authority, but I got to meet so many wonderful people mm-hmm. through that. It really did help me grow my business. And I mean, it wasn't three or four months. And I sat down, I wrote a much larger check <laughs> and I bought 40% of the company with the idea that we could replicate what he was doing mm-hmm. in other communities. And um, I'll be honest with you guys, it's gone much slower and I, I, to me, we ought to be in a thousand communities, you know, and we're in 57 markets, but we, but we have operations like this in 19 mm. communities. And so that's how I got involved. And again, my day job is to continue to try to grow the network, but I also love being right here in this community and, and running the local studio. Wow. That is awesome. Layla, how did you get your business started? Well, um, you actually had a business and inspired all of your siblings and all yes. of that stuff. Yeah, and so I just saw you, I would go to the markets to like support you and stuff. And then I just like saw how you were doing it. And I kind of like, like how you just observed how she was doing it and how to do that kind of stuff. And also I've just been around entrepreneurship forever because my papa and my mom entrepreneurs and all that stuff. So I kind of just saw the whole process. Ran in the family. Yeah. And I kind of like thought I could, I could do that. So I've always loved the idea of like making food, not as much baking, but food for sure. And I was like, I like dips. My dad likes dips. Let's see if I can everybody make one. Loves Who doesn't like dips? Like, oh, yeah, that's everybody chilling. loves dips. Yeah. It's <laughs> really good. Right. It goes with everything. Um, so then I made some and then made two flavors and then there was like a little family gathering thing and they said that they were really good and so i was like i'm gonna try more flavors and more flavors and then i started going to markets with you austin (laughs) and then whole kid biz formed and now we're at those markets yeah it sort of exploded from there yeah (laughs) so this is kind of a two-part question what have you done in your past to help you become a successful entrepreneur and What do you define success as? Because that's different for everyone. Yeah, there are multiple definitions depending on who you are. Wow, what a great set of questions. So there are a lot of things that I've done in the past that didn't work out well. Uh, I've had a lot of ideas that didn't pan out. But I I guess the mindset was always trying to figure out what to learn from that and being okay with with falling on your face because I've done it plenty. (laughs) Lee and I together have done it it plenty. So I think that mindset was probably a product of, of my childhood, the way that I was raised. My mm-hmm. parents, I, I had a fairy tale childhood. My father early on was a high school basketball coach. Didn't make a lot of money, but, uh, but you know, I was exposed to sports a lot, and I understood teamwork. I understood what winning was like, but I also understood what losing was like mm-hmm. and how to come back from that. So I think that was very helpful. I also had, early in my career, I had mentors that uh that I and I just tried to soak it up like a sponge on the in terms of financial success which is and continues to be important to me uh it is important to me to to make money and one of the reasons is I find that the more money I make the the more I can help people and yeah. the more I help people the more money I make and then it just it, it's it's like the two things work so well together once you get that kind of flywheel going I mean, you you couldn't stop it if you wanted to, but one of my early mentors taught me. Uh, he did more than teach me. He just he really ingrained in me um, setting aside a portion of your money to be invested, right? Like just right off of the top, 
And that financial discipline of, of doing that, it made all the difference in, in the world because I, uh, I was able to, to grow financial wealth uh, at a very early age. Setting that, so that helped a lot. And then just being around people who have already kind of cracked the code mm-hmm. on things you want to do. From financial success to being, you know, n- known in the community to for to being um, positioned as a strategic resource. It's definitely a snowball effect. <laughs> it is, and uh, and and just to if you if you are willing to um, not feel like you've got it all figured out and just open your mind and your heart to the way other people are doing things. And I was very fortunate. So it's a it was a mix. It was. It was the good fortune of uh, finding myself in those circumstances where I had exposure to those kinds of people. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I think it was also the personal accountability of uh, making sure that I that I squeezed the juice out of all of those opportunities. Now, for me, success is uh, financial success is an important component of my definition of success for me personally. I don't hold other people to that definition of success. And there are a lot of people in my life, in my family, in my circle of friends, that success for them may not in- involve uh, what I would call, it, it may not involve a lot of money. And they're perfectly content and they're, and they're happy. But also success for me is uh, like the, the lifestyle that I have now. Mm-hmm. I, I live in a community where I know a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Everyone knows I, uh, everybody. I, the financial aspect of it, I, I, for me, plenty of money. I've got all the resources to do what I want to do. I don't have debt. So the, the money piece of it really is important to me. I have enough resources to, to help other people when I choose. Um, and so that's a big piece of it. But also, my kids have turned out just wonderfully. I have a great relationship with them. Mm-hmm. I have a great relationship with my wife and both sides of the family, we have, you know, when family comes to visit Woodstock, not only do they want to stay a while and they love it, you know, I've got family moving here because they, they, <laughs> it's just a great Woodstock. community. But uh, but to me, that too is a is a very important part of the success picture for me personally is all the great relationships that I have with uh, with family and friends and uh, so yeah. That's uh, I guess that would be success for me. For me personally, it's just being the happiest I can be because like, yeah, money's important to me, but it's not probably as important. <laughs> um, yeah. Happiness. It's just because <laughs> if you're happy, then nothing really else matters yeah. to me at least. So that's what I try to strive for in life. So how do you get happy though? Do you, do you, do you, do you start with happy and then the other stuff falls into place or do you, or do you feel like you have to pursue something like when this happens, I'll be happy. No, because that's like, mm-hmm. what's the detrimental I think? Because it's, you're never going to get to your main goal because you're going to keep having more goals. So if it's like, if I get here, I'll finally be happy. But once you're there, you feel like you have to get the next goal to finally be happy. Right. So I feel like you have yeah. to start with being happy because to like feel good and all that stuff. And then you'll kind of figure the rest out. I agree. But I think some folks find that very difficult to do. They feel like, you know, once I get this achieved or, you know, then I'm going to be. Yeah. You can feel better about yourself, but you still have to be happy even without that. Yeah. Like you can be like, feel like proud and accomplished and stuff. Do you think hanging out with happy people is part of it too? Like I definitely, yes. 
And I do. I am more selective than some about who I hang out with. I think mm-hmm. that's uh, it, I. And it, happy people are more fun to hang with. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I don't hope this doesn't sound conceited. I think I'm fun to hang out with because I'm a happy guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. When yeah. you're around happy people, you're happy. It just it yeah. feels great. Yeah. This um, might be a little random, but <laughs> somewhere the five closest people in your life are who you're going to be. I think there's probably wow. a lot of truth that to is that. A, there's a lot of meaning to that. <laughs> I just thought of that. Okay. Well, and, and I'm told, back to the money aspect of things, and again, the money thing is important to to me, and it doesn't have to be to everybody, but it's my understanding that uh, for people who are on that kind of pursuit, that your income will often kind of be in that same range of the people you hang out with. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably some truth to that. I, I think it's because of the energy and the the the, the ideas and the, and the influence that 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 group of folks have yeah. there's that's probably true and if if i think about it it's it's, it's true about me mm-hmm. yeah yeah so when you were starting up your business and as you were growing it were did were there any like just small little regrets you had as you were starting it up and growing your business it's probably not fair to characterize it as a regret because again my mindset is boy i learned a lot from that or i learned a lot from from this um, the biggest challenge I have always had in business, I thoroughly enjoy the consultative sales process. So, and, and I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it mm-hmm. over, over the years and even good at teaching other people how to do it over the years. I have never enjoyed and still to this day do not enjoy at least the traditional approaches to the prospecting, the, those very mm-hmm. initial conversations it's why I got so enamored with what Lee Cantor was doing 20 mm-hmm. years ago, because this for businesses, the thing we do, it solves, it eliminates the prospecting problem. Mm-hmm. If you want to get to know someone and build a relationship with them mm-hmm. and you have a radio show or even underwrite one of our shows, or even if you're like a sponsor and you reach out and you invite someone to come on the show. Now this really works best if you're a business to business, but like mm-hmm. if you call on other businesses, but if you reach out and invite them to come on the show and it's not the stone show, you know, so it's about <laughs> highlighting them, about right? their story. The, first, you're, what a gift you're giving them. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're happy to do it and you get to know them. And then, so the, the prospecting thing, this absolutely solves the prospecting problem, which is why I wrote that first check. Right. But, um, <laughs> So, and I have, you know, done the thing where you have to just pick up the phone and call somebody out of the blue. And, uh, but I don't regret doing it. It, I think it helped me build character and helped me have a, a, some empathy for people that have to, have to do that. But man, I don't know that I have any. Do you have any things that you wish you did sooner? Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That counts. Uh, yeah. Almost everything. I'll tell you right up, right up top. I wish I'd have moved to Woodstock sooner. Yeah. I mean, this is such a wonderful community. I mean, the timing probably worked out right because we lived in a bigger house on a cul-de-sac and a good school mm-hmm. system, and it was a great place for the for the girls to grow up. Uh, but there's a piece of me that wished that I had uh, moved to Woodstock sooner. I, uh, in retrospect, because I'm enjoying it so much, wished I'd have uh, set up my own studio sooner. Like I used to only focus on that uh, on that main job of, mm-hmm. of growing the network. So um, I, I guess I would. I wish I would have done that kind of thing sooner. I wish I would have learned more about digital marketing 
sooner because there's so much to be learned there. And again, so many ways to help our clients leverage what they're doing in the room mm-hmm. so much more. So I wish I would have done, done that sooner. Um, I've watched my mom, like sh- her whole business thing is in that. I've just seen how important it is. Oh, yeah. It's pretty Very. cool to watch. Like, <laughs> people go from just like mediocre to absolutely crushing it. And I was very uh, standoffish. I I was like, oh, no, what we do is too personal. It's all face-to-face. And that is an important element of our business, but uh, uh, there's there's so much you can do to augment that with the social media platforms and with, uh, with with the digital marketing. And fortunately, I'm learning more about digital marketing because we'll have digital marketing experts come in here. And, and that is a cool way to, to, to leverage this platform, right? Like if you want to know something about breeding dogs, invite somebody on the show that breeds dogs. Yeah, <laughs> and, about everything. And you'll learn a ton. Or if you like to read, right, have a, have a whole show or a series or something dedicated to people who write books and bring authors in here. So that's, that's fun. But uh, – yeah, I, there's a ton of stuff. I guess I wish. I guess I wish I had done sooner, and and then you try to tell your kids and young people that they should do it sooner. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you have any advice for any aspiring entrepreneurs to help kind of prevent some of your maybe setbacks? We could call them. Wow, what a, what a great question! Um, I would definitely encourage them. That whole uh, notion of setting some uh, money aside and investing it in your wealth. A uh, an expression of that is a discipline. <clears throat> it's a book. It's a movement called Profit First, and it's um, you know in, in most uh, if you go to a traditional accounting class, mm-hmm. they will tell you that that they'll put it up on the whiteboard. I remember sitting in the class in college. You know, revenue minus expenses equals profit, and yeah. that's a that is a way to look at that. And that's the way that, that traditional accounting works. In my world, uh, since I was exposed to this, for us, revenue minus profit equals expenses. Right? How does so that, that work? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so the, 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 very, the very first thing we do, we take right off of the top, is profit. So for every dollar that comes in, we've assigned a percentage. And I mean before we pay the light bill, mm. before we do any of, of that – we take that, we sweep that right off the top. And so we ensure that we're making profit. All of our, uh, almost all of our expenses are, are variable. So that, that, that same idea, and look, it's biblical too, like for people who, who people of faith, you know, they'll have, they, they suggest that you set aside a percentage and you, you use that to invest in the community or to mm-hmm. tie to your, to your church. Um, that same concept in business, I mean, I, I say, yeah, for you know, figure out your percentage. Maybe it's ten percent. Maybe it's five percent. You know, in, in our case, it's twenty percent. You know, we just right off the top take that number first, and then mm-hmm. deal with the with the rest of it. I would encourage people to uh, entrepreneurs to do that. I would also remind them or help them understanding, uh, help them understand the most important thing uh, for a for a business, especially a new business, is to get a customer. You know, there's a lot of folks that work on the strategic, the business plan, and they go get the, you know, the LLC, and they file with the, uh, with the county or whatever to get the business license, and they think they they do all the officey stuff. I would say first, go out and get a customer, <laughs> and in going out and getting a customer, if you're talking to a potential customer, 
ask them what they would like, right? Okay. And and it's the I think if you can focus more if if the priority can be who is the group I want to serve and not be as invested in the idea like the the, the idea that you're going to use to serve them as you are in the group because you might decide to to change you know to alter your product or service to meet the need more effectively but if you can stay on, stay focused on who you're going to serve as opposed to get overly invested in this this one idea uh, of the thing you're going to sell right mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I, yeah. maybe that's helpful <laughs> <laughs> that could be very helpful to some people um what would you say some of your maybe future goals for your business could be so on the network side uh we feel like there should be a Business Radio X studio in every community. And I know I sound like Business Radio X is going to solve world peace. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that very Wait, much you is... You never a, know. It could. It could, it could <laughs> one day. Exactly. But I do, I, I do believe with all my heart that we're doing good work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I do... There's so many great stories out there that you know, we're not capturing. I yeah. mean, we're probably the most prolific publisher of business programming on the planet. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> the most. We probably publish okay. more um, original business mm-hmm. material than any of the big magazines and news channels you've heard of because that's our our focus. And yet we've only scratched the surface. So yeah. uh, it is my desire. My next kind of milestone is 100 studios. And so I shared with you, you know, we have mm-hmm. 19 and we're in 57 markets. But to me, that's my next. But I mean, I think we ought to be in a thousand here domestically. And I think there's plenty of opportunity internationally. So that is kind of the, the brass mm-hmm. ring on that side. That would, And that's also kind of moves into legacy. That's something that, you know, when I pass to, to know that I, that I set that in motion, that, that's important to me. At a more tactical level, we started something here in this market that I think as we prove it, refine it, bottle it, we'll, uh, you'll see it in other, in other markets and other studios. Mm-hmm. When I got here two years ago and opened this studio, it, it did what it always does. You know, it's a, it's, it's a lucrative business. The margins are good and they should be good because we're helping people. Uh, but the, the focus, the business radio X business is designed to serve back to who mm-hmm. high ticket B2B businesses, mm-hmm. you know, uh, business attorneys, CPAs, uh, professional services, marketing consultants, uh, or like Beckshot, you see the logo on the wall. This guy <laughs> does high-end video and photography work. Uh, he has a niche of serving real estate and architectural firms, but he can also help other uh, businesses mm-hmm. just, you know, capture really good, high-quality uh, uh, video and, and photography, and he helps them with a strategy of how to leverage it. Well, it makes perfect sense for him to be a client. And he is, he has his own, he has his own show that he launched recently. And it, it even has a, a sub series. And in the, in the same breath, I'll tell you, because now I'm part of this community, there are a lot of folks here in town that have a, 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 some marvelous small businesses. They're mm-hmm. solopreneurs, they're startups, uh, they're retail, they're B2C, they're business to consumer. It doesn't really make sense for them to in, invest in a custom weekly show yeah. like like yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't make sense um so i've been i was scratching my head for like a year and a half how can we serve that group because i've got this platform i still have plenty of capacity yeah. there's got to be a way to serve those small business folks 
So uh, we built this thing with the help of Diesel David and Sharon Klein and some folks to kind of help me think it through. And what we did, we built a membership structure. Uh, just to give you some context, all of our studio partners have uh, their, they have discretion on their own fee structure. But it ranges about where mine is. Here in this studio, the fee structure for a, uh, you know, what we do for these high-ticket B2B folks ranges from $1,250 a month to $5,000 a month. And they're happy to pay it because they're going to get at least 2x and more often at least, you know, more like 4x and some of them get 8 and 10x. So they're happy to do it because people are going to, you know, they're going to get their return on that investment. Uh, But so a lot of the folks I'm describing, you know, maybe they're one person running an insurance agency or maybe they are retail. They're running a a dress shop, right? Or they have a small consulting firm or they uh, a graphic designer. uh, Maybe they're a, a contract graphic designer they they can't afford to do it right it doesn't matter how well it works yeah. <laughs> um so instead of 1250 a month they can pay 1250 bucks for the whole year and we can pool those resources and they don't get like custom weekly show but they can invite people uh to some of our house shows mm-hmm. and again so they get to we were describing earlier what a great way to 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 uh, begin a new relationship right by reaching out and so they can reach out as kind of almost like as an ambassador of the Business Radio X, Cherokee Business Radio, invite someone to come on a show that they sponsor mm-hmm. because they are sponsoring it. We can let them sponsor that episode. So, you know, we can do a live read. Today's mm-hmm. episode is brought to you in part by <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We can put their logo on that episode. We, we let them um, uh, organize quarterly at that level, at that 125 bucks a month or 1250 for the year. They get a little bit of a break if they do the – the year thing, uh, once a quarter, they can organize a quarterly, like dedicated special episode where the whole thing is them. They can help host, co-host. It's just their guest, so mm-hmm. they can do that. And then, but those those uh, funds are uh, pooled, right? And so we take twenty percent of all of that revenue, and we set it aside for grants and scholarships, and sometimes just cold hard cash to nonprofits, young entrepreneurs. And, um, and, and so now while maybe they can't donate a lot of money to kid biz expo, right. Uh, or right. Well, the the program I'm describing, we call it main street warriors. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. So, but let's say we've got a local business and they're really fired up about what kid biz expo is doing. They might feel like they can, you know, write you a $25 check, but they don't feel like they can write you a thousand dollar check or a $2,000 check. Well, we can pool their money, and then so when we do provide a grant or a scholarship or fund a show like Kid Biz Expo, mm-hmm. one of the reasons we're able to do this, it doesn't all have to come out of my pocket. We can pool it. It's the Main Street Warriors is the reason we're able to do this show. Yeah. Right? So they can pool their resources. So you asked me about you know my goal. Mm-hmm. A, I, I want to get that program to, to where we um, – my goal, my near-term goal is to have 100 Main Street Warriors. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's twelve five a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're not a nonprofit. So there's still margin in there for business radio X. But that um, whatever 20 percent of that is, then we can we can we can help uh, other nonprofits. But now these small business people, if you're running a small business, one hundred and twenty five dollars a month, if you're serious, you can find that. And you're probably spending that on something that doesn't work as well as this. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so absolutely. we want to continue to refine that program here. This is kind of a uh, kind of a uh, what would you call it? A, 
uh, an experimental, you know, mm-hmm. greenfield kind of, but it's working. I got to tell you, it, yeah. it, it's taken off like wildfire. So I want to really refine and bottle that. And then I want to license it to the other studio partners and I want to make it so that they can do that in Phoenix, mm-hmm. you know, or, or St. Louis or in South Florida if they want to. So right now on my mind, near term goals, grow the network and, and, Tighten, refine the Main Street Warriors program. Is that more? That's probably more than you want to know, but that's <laughs> okay. what's on my that's mind right, right now. So you talked about wanting to reach that goal. What are you doing right now to help you get towards that? Just keep networking, or I, I'm, I keep networking, and I try to balance all of the advantages of the social and digital that we talked mm-hmm. about with some old school. Right. Mm-hmm. And I try to leverage our platform like uh, uh, today when, when our guests couldn't come and we say, well, let's just interview Stone. I'm thrilled <laughs> to talk about Business Radio X in general. But I but I thought, oh, what a great opportunity. You, one more time to talk about the, the Main Street Warriors. So I will share this interview and but I'll do some old school stuff, too. So we'll get it out on all the platforms. It'll get automatically published to all the podcasting platforms like all of our stuff does. But I'll also I will. Uh, mention it to people, but also I'll also share a note. I'll write a little two sentence email and say, "Hey, I got a chance to talk about Main Street Warriors on the Kid Biz Show, and uh, thought you might enjoy." Mm-hmm. And it, it's amazing. It, it, that's another thing I would tell you know, young people: Yeah, take full advantage of all the digital stuff, but do some of the old school stuff mm-hmm. too. Talk about it, mention it, and so um, I will do that. The other thing that I will do: um, We got a golf cart. Holly and I got a golf cart, <laughs> but we got a red and black golf cart that matches oh, the Business cool. Radio yeah. X logo Love stuff. That. And we're going to start doing a lot more uh, on-site um, broadcast and just mm-hmm. showing up, especially here locally where I'm allowed to drive the golf cart. <laughs> yep. So you're going to see me parked at Reformation a lot more with the Business Radio <laughs> X logo on the golf cart. Uh, and we're going to set it up. It's black, right? So I can also, and the, it, the in the sub-brand, the, the Main Street Warriors – we're going to have uh, like this footlocker thing on the back of it, on the golf cart, the back seats fold down. Mm-hmm. And I've got this camo blind thing from, I like to hunt and fish as most of my <laughs> listeners know. And I can lay that over the seats and then I can put that footlocker there and we're going to do, you know, hand out frisbees, hand out <laughs> water and just be at stuff and be seen. Be like, just kind of like part of the community more. Present and personal. And yeah. yeah. And just be seen out there and just, and try to again, live into that mission of, of, just being there for people. Uh, so I will tell you a quick story on me, though. So one of the ideas is to get Frisbees, right? So mm-hmm. I thought, well, we'll print the Main Street Warriors logo and website on the um, on the Frisbees or maybe get stickers or something like that. And uh, so I got to thinking about I'll go, I'll park behind Reformation, and then like on a Saturday or when you guys are doing something, anything that's going on, and I'll have fun and I'll throw the Frisbees <laughs> to people. And so it seems like a good idea, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got to thinking about, you guys may not be old enough to, to have seen this show. There used to be a show called WKRP in Cincinnati. Nope. Never And it was it. a comedy show. And they had this, this great idea of giving out turkeys, frozen turkeys uh, for Thanksgiving. I know so, where this is going. I so think. They, they rented a helicopter, <laughs> right? They rented a helicopter and they dropped frozen turkeys all over town. Well, they caused hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then I got this vision. I, I'm out there trying to be cool guy, right? Have fun <laughs> throwing people frisbees, you know, handing out water. And then I thought, you know what's going to happen? 
I'm going to throw that Frisbee <laughs> over there in the backyard. <laughs> refer- it's going to knock over some guy's beer. Uh-huh. It's going to make him mad. Yeah, <laughs> and so I think I'll just, something. I think I'll walk up to people and hand them the Frisbee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be a bit safer. Might but we're just going to try to get out there and yeah. be seen more. And if I can figure it out, like golf tournaments, how mm-hmm. cool would it be to show up in the Business Radio X slash Main Street Warriors golf cart and be present? <laughs> so that's that's one idea, but the the concept of it is just get out there, be seen, and try to do some fun stuff <laughs> and just keep telling small businesses about it. And then in, I think one of the cool things about the idea is they're just automatically, organically ambassadors for Main Street Warriors if they are a Main Street Warrior because they get to come along for the ride on anything Main Street Warriors are doing. So I don't know when we'll have the funding to do it, but when we present Kid Biz Expo with a nice check, it's not going to be stone or really even business radio. It's going to be the Main Street Warriors mm-hmm. who are presenting the check. So Yeah. So sort of a deeper question here. If you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, they were all listening and paying attention to you, what would you say? I don't know how much impact it would have. The the thought, the discipline I would love to somehow get across to them is serve first, serve early, serve often. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I feel like that is one of the reasons that the network has been so successful that our studio partners are able to live into their personal dreams and, and serve their communities. That idea of that's the default position, you know, the, serve first and the rest of it will fall into place. And it may not always fall into place in a direct, doesn't mean you're going to serve someone and they're going to write you a check. Yeah. But I, it just always seems to come back tenfold when, when you lead with that mentality. Kind of like then, karma almost like what, like I do like, think there's, there's something to that. Yeah. And then I listened in on a show that I love to produce called kid biz radio <laughs> a, a, a few weeks ago and a, a young person who has wisdom beyond her years shared something that I do wholeheartedly believe in, and I think I'm pretty good about living into, and I would like a, to find a way to um, to instill this in other, in other people, too. And uh, just relax. Just, just, <laughs> just calm down. <laughs> no, there, it, it, I just really think if you can have that energy and mindset of serving and letting things unfold, shining the light on other people, all these things we try to do. My experience so far, you know, maybe the other shoe's going to drop and the bottom's going to fall out, but, man, my experience, stuff just usually just has a tendency to work out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was kind of deep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this one's a little bit less. Um, So this is not going to... Just figure it out. Okay. More of- if you woke up tomorrow without your business, so it was just completely just poof gone. Gone as it would never What would existed. you do to help build it back up again or just re- just recover from that? Yeah. So I don't know is the honest answer. <laughs> uh, I have some Common luxuries answer. in my life that I have a lot going for me in mm-hmm. my life. And maybe that's why I'm so happy. Um, I have such a marvelous support system. Friends, particularly in this community, uh, but it, it, I've got friends. I've got friends in business in this community. I have such a marvelous support system. I'm 59 years old. I'll be 60 in August. I could go down to Pensacola, Florida, where my folks still live, where I grew up. I could knock on the door and I can say, Mom, Dad, the bottom fell out. Mm-hmm. Holly left me. The business is gone. 
you know, and I've got a pillow and a plate. Now they would expect me to get back on my feet because yeah. that's just the, that's yes. just the value system of the of the family. I and I have built that for my kids. They always they know they have a pillow and a plate no matter what unconditionally. So I have that support system. So I've got a safety net that maybe a lot of people don't have, but I think tactically if I try to put myself in that scenario that you described um and and I and I and I do have Holly. She hasn't left me. <laughs> That's um, good. So I I have that. I think I would, I certainly wouldn't discontinue and I might even double down on getting out there and hanging out with all the wonderful people in this community and particularly the business people in this scenario. And I might have some design on trying to to reboot some version of what we're doing here and or I might just you know, connect with the Diesel David or, you know, or, or Brunson or any of these folks who are doing, you know, marvelous work and see if there's a way that I could tap into what they were doing and try to serve them in, in some way and start working with them. And it, I might find a completely different vehicle yeah. to, to serve people, but I would still, you know, it wouldn't be as easy, I, I don't guess, but I would still try to maintain that that operating discipline, that mindset of just get out there and work on somebody else's problem Mm -hmm. and try to help them. And I got to believe it it somehow, some way it, what it might not do is get me back in the digital radio business. And, and I, and I think I would have to find a way to be okay with that, but yeah, I would, uh, I, I guess I would double down Mm -hmm. on, on that. I wouldn't um, rest and just, hang out at the house. I would definitely get out and double double down on that. That's kind of cool how that question kind of like summed up everything that we've been talking <laughs> about. <laughs> like everything. So sort of starting to wrap things up here, we're going to do a couple sp- speed round this or that questions. Oh my gracious. <laughs> Answer as fast as you possibly can. Yes. All right, I'm going to put my I'm going to put my eyes on here and see make sure that I'm ready for this. All right, yeah, I'll open my ears. All right. You ready? Ready. All right, here we go. Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs. Spider-Man or Batman? Spider-Man. Books or movies? <laughs> Man, I just, I believe so much in the, re- okay, I, I can't, I'm not supposed to talk. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, gosh, I'm going to go movies. Waffle or curly fries? Curly fries. Mountains or the beach? Wow. Beach. Sweet or salty? Salty. Chocolate or fruity candy? Chocolate. Cake or pie? Pie. Pie bar pie. Thank you. Lower high rise <laughs> jeans. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I know the the difference. Okay, Low the difference are the ones is that are like all it, down there it lays on your there. waist, and the other ones come up a little higher. Oh, low. Okay. This is a very like that, that's that's more that's more like a female question. Yeah, and then finally, oh. comedy or horror? Oh, comedy. Right. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Stone, for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, can you tell everyone how they could get in touch with you and check out what you're doing? Absolutely. So my email is stone, S-T-O-N-E, at businessradiox.com. Go check out what we're doing with Main Street Warriors at MainStreetWarriors.org. My phone number is 770-335-2050. I'm not great about picking up the phone, but I am pretty good because I have it on silent most of the time because I want to I want to mm-hmm. be able to interact with people. I re- am good about yeah, <laughs> I am good about returning text and then and then connecting. So 
five zero. I mean, leave me a voicemail if you want, or just shoot me a quick text and uh, let's go have a beer under the elm tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, we enjoyed our time with you today. We know our audience will get so much out of hearing your story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.